Now, the Philippine Coast Guard has removed a floating barrier installed by China to prevent fishing boats entering a contested part of the South China Sea. The Philippine government said the barrier was a hazard to regional navigation and a clear violation of international law. The video the Coast Guard released showed divers uh, beneath the buoys cutting a cable that linked them all together. And uh, there was also a photo which showed them removing an anchor that moored the floating barrier to the ocean bed. Chinese forces have frequently harassed the Philippine Coast Guard. Recently, they fired water cannon at Filipino boats that were resupplying a military outpost on one of the disputed reefs. And recently, the Philippines signed a mutual defense treaty with the United States that would extend to an armed attack on the Philippine armed forces or any of its vessels in the South China Sea. So big stakes then. Let's speak to Dr. Bill Hayton, who wrote a book about the disputes in the South China Sea. He's an associate fellow with the Asia Pacific program at Chatham House. Um, it seems from afar like a minor issue when boys are strung out across some fishing grounds. But of course, for the reasons I've just said, the mutual defense treaty between the United States and the Philippines, any instance like this carries so much risk. Yeah, I mean, you could imagine some kind of small fishing dispute that escalates and could ultimately result in great power confrontation between the US and, and China here. I think everybody on all sides is aware of the potential risks and therefore they're very careful to manage the risk of escalation. Uh, but it's interesting to see the Philippines, you know, I think knowing that they have the support of the United States here, being much more forward in uh, tackling what China's been doing around this place called the Scarborough Shoal. Oh, that's interesting. So you think, Bill, that they're more robust because of the mutual defence treaty that they now hold? Well, the mutual defence treaty has been around for a while. But what was a problem when President Duterte was ruling the Philippines up until last year was that he really didn't want to work with the United States. He, he felt he could cut a deal with China directly and, and was disappointed. But with the, the new president, Mr. Marcos Jr., uh, he sees much more eye to eye with the US. And, I, and, and there's plenty of evidence that the Philippine side and the US are working quite carefully together. I think coordinating their actions. We've seen, say, for example, American surveillance planes flying overhead during some of these confrontations uh, between the Philippines and China. Um, and I think you know, a lot of help, I think, possibly sort of been in the back room with sort of diplomatic support and, and that kind of thing. And I think that's given the Philippines the, the courage to be a bit more confrontational with China. We've been talking earlier in the programme about the Pacific Islands Summit at the White House today, and it's interesting that um, the likes of the Fijian ambassador that we had on the programme, he wants to talk about climate change, loss and damage, and of course the White House wants to talk about their strategic interests in the region. What sort of role do these Pacific Islands have to play in this struggle between the United States and China? Well, I think all of these countries, whether they're Pacific Islands or they're Southeast Asian countries like the Philippines, they want to be taken seriously on their own account. They don't just want to be pawns in a game between the US and China. Um, in many ways, the sort of competition between the US and China means that these countries have a lot more leverage than they used to. They can they can play one side off against the other, you know, get a bit of extra aid or, you know, some military support or, or, or whatever it might be. Um, but they don't 
definitely don't want to be caught in some kind of great power confrontation with sort of, you know, them as the battleground. So it's a kind of mixture of sort of opportunities and, and risks for these countries. Um, and I think the problem with, with you know, the, the US strategy that prioritizes a military approach is it misses out on all of those other things that, that countries value. And I think, you know, what's taken quite a lot of time for the US to try and learn is that it has to be a full spectrum engagement, like China offers many of them, you know, whether it be agriculture or health or, or university education or whatever it is, as well as just these sort of geostrategic um, you know, levers on either side. Really interesting. Uh, Dr. Bill Hayden, thank you very much for coming on. Around the world and across the UK, this is BBC News.